This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Your dad called Karen, said Dale's on the phone, and he said, Steve, I don't know which VHS player to buy. I don't want to get ripped off at the store. And Steve's like, you can get whatever one you want. Like, why are you worried about getting ripped off? But dude, in your case, just pick the highest price one. Right. right? (laughs) Steve's like, you can afford any one you want. Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. All right, welcome to this week's edition of Fastlane Family. I have another wonderful guest with me today. Uh, Fox Sports reporter Danielle Trotta is here. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with her. We haven't had time to catch up quite lately. I know. And just finding out what's going on in your world and, and how all this came to be. And then later in the show, we will visit with our well professionals who will give us styling tips on creating loose waves in your hair. You got Ooh. some loose waves going yeah, on today. I could, I could use a class, though. I don't I'm know. Up for a refresher course. They're looking pretty good. <laughs> Getting used to someone fixing your hair, maybe is that That's it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go back. We'll get to what's happening and where you are today. But you grew up in New York. I don't yeah. know where Westchester is. Where's Westchester? It's right outside Northern? New York City. So wide like, outside New York City. Yeah. Okay. Just about forty-five minutes. North. Okay. Yeah. All right. So kind of in the heart. Of yeah. New York there. Yeah, mom and dad are from New York City area, so a lot of my family was from in there, and then they kind of moved us out to the suburbs when I was little. But it was a nice, great place to be raised. You moved around a lot? Did you yeah, move around I say a lot it, as a kid? I call it, because I'm in my 30s now, I call it the 10, 10, <laughs> and 10 rule. So I spent my first 10 years in New York, my second 10 years in Indiana, and the last 10 years here. So that's like the, the easiest So I wonder what the next 10 is going to hold oh, for you. Oh, gosh. I hope Charlotte's <laughs> You good. hope right here? Yeah, because I love it. <laughs> you want to go to 10, 20, 20? That's 10, right. 20, 30, 10, 10. 10, 10. 10, 10, 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th- you also lived in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. What, right. what it, took you guys from New York to Indiana? Dad's job. Okay. Yeah, just him moving around and kind of chasing his dream. And mom was a nurse, so it was easy for her and the kids, you know, me and my little sister, to kind of go where dad's job took us. But so just the two of you? You and your little sister? Yeah, just me and my little sister. And Indianapolis was another kind of great place to grow up and go to high school. And it's kind of where I started to get to know racing to, in my teens and, you know, the Indianapolis 500 and the Brickyard yeah. and all that. So that was cool. Were your parents into racing at all? No. Or, I no. mean, in New York City, my dad didn't yeah. even have a car. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up. Car? What's racing? <laughs> his car was the subway. So we had, it's just not, you know, it's just not, it's not really that popular up there. Yeah. It's more stick and ball, Yankees, Mets, yeah. Giants. So we didn't really have an appreciation for it until we moved to Indiana. Yeah. And now I'm in the heart of it. <laughs> don't you find that very ironic though when you say that it's not popular in New York and the north but so many of our fans are from those areas yeah you know but New York is so big that that's why I asked what area from New York because you get up into northern mm-hmm. New York there's a lot in kind of that southern you know yeah I think but, it's different because once you start to get into like Rochester and then you're into like loud yeah. territory yeah. in Vermont and yeah. Maine and, and so it's like yeah. it's and I, you know I've talked to um to Corey's dad Randy LaJoy and we where I kind of grew up in Westchester was not far from where they grew up in Connecticut so mm-hmm. even in Connecticut they start I think short tracks were kind of big there so there's there's little pockets and sectors but in Manhattan I think it's just it's just different. <laughs> it's just, it yeah. doesn't mix there. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we're going to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite some time ago, but any what any cool memories of living in New York and the city and that kind of thing compared to now? Yeah, I mean, I think one 
one memory I think that'll always stand out. My dad helped build the World Trade Centers in college. Oh wow! Uh, that was like his summer job in between uh, school years. And uh, then when I I knew that you know he told the stories growing up. And one day my aunt was at work in the World Trade Center, and we took a limousine down and we went to visit her for lunch. And I remember just getting out of the limousine. I was so little and just looking up at the towers and thinking just how big they were, just how big yeah. they were. And she came out. And she was in her eighties, you know pantsuit with her pumps and big old hair but uh and but yeah i mean going to the city during christmas time and you know seeing the rockettes and the nutcracker and you know that's that's kind of what we did yeah. as a family it was like a big thing to kind of all get dressed Make up and the go in the city yeah do you go back there for that kind of thing yeah, yeah. we were just back uh, my boyfriend and i went in december he had never seen the christmas tree all lit up so he wanted to go do that and i was like all right let's yeah. let's freeze our butt off and walk around the city for three days i only and- did that during the banquet time in New yeah. York um, from time to time. So I've never really been to New York just, uh, you know, on pleasure Yeah, for just kind of my own sightseeing. Yeah. So as a kid, teenager, really, 16, 15 and 16, and um, got to go tour around and see that. And we ice skated and yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It is fun. But I don't think, I think we went to the Rockets, maybe. Sometimes it's hard to remember if you confuse that from seeing it you know just seeing everything or if you actually did it I don't know if I actually went to the Rockets or if I'm just thinking that maybe I seen all this stuff on TV but we did not do any shows when we were there but yeah yeah we went and saw Jersey Boys because I, I love the movie and so we were like let's get tickets we'll do Jersey Boys ice skate see the tree just eat too it. much Italian food <laughs> <laughs> and we were in and out it was three days but uh so I try to get up there once a year and and see some and friends. Yeah, we covered, um, Fox covered Supercross last year, too, in Giant Stadium, which was really cool. So I got to host that event. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, we stayed in Jersey, but um, it was the first time I'd been to the new stadium. So sometimes work takes you up there, like you said, yeah, going for yeah, the banquet. Yeah. But, and you might get a little something in. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. But your primary reason was is yeah. consumed with But it's work. that way with New York <laughs> and L.A. Like, I want to be in and out. Yeah. I can't, it's too much for me if I stay. Yeah. Like, I could never live there. You know, I think it's just a cool place to visit. Yeah. It's just too crowded. Like, you can't move. Too much going yeah. on. Too much and you couldn't have a car. And you couldn't have a car. Yeah. I can't know. have green grass. I know. I love yeah. throwing stuff in the trunk and shopping for groceries. I'm a total suburb girl. Can't I couldn't believe I went there to visit a girl that, well, she lived there, and then she, she worked for L'Oreal Dracar, and so Wendell was involved with Dracar way back when. And she eventually moved down here to work for Junior Motorsports and raise her family down here. But I visited her and her husband, and they had two young kids at the time. Now they have three kids. And in their apartment, I don't know, 900 square feet. Yeah. You know, they were living in with these two kids, and I'm like, wow, this How do is you crazy. Do it? Yeah. I know it. She's like, I really want some green grass to raise my kids. I'm like, you need to come yeah. to North Carolina. <laughs> and then when we were talking about pricing and stuff, you know, she was telling me her budget for a house, and I'm like, girl, you can get a <laughs> monstrosity can, yeah. of a house here in North Carolina for that kind of price. You'd She's be, like, really? <laughs> I know it. You could be in the biggest yeah. house on the lake. Yeah. With all the toys, yeah. and I know it. I Whatever. Tell I, yeah. I mean, what they paid for their 900 square feet apartment. It's crazy. I was like, man, you can get like a rockin'. 4,000 square foot house yeah. <laughs> with some toys and yeah. cars and, I know. and green grass. I know it's crazy. Oh, so two things that I want to talk about from your, from interesting, uh, swimming and diving first. So you were state champion yeah. uh, in those sports in high school. Yeah. How'd you get involved? Okay. So you were born in New York city. I know, and right? They don't have swimming pools either. <laughs> they don't swimmer. race cars and swimming pools. There's not enough room. So in Indiana, we had a pool in the backyard with a diving board. And so I would just okay. mess around from the time I was in the fifth grade and 
I was in gymnastics and it just yeah. kind of came naturally to me and dad always had me playing sports. So I think I'm just naturally athletic. Yeah. Uh, I never thought I was going to compete or anything. And then, um, I was just messing around on the diving boards at the local high school in junior high. And they're like, you should try out for the team. You're good. And so it just kind of grew from there. And mom and dad said I had to work in high school if I didn't play a sport. So I was like, well, I'll play a sport because it's better than flipping burgers. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. that's a neat rule. Yeah. <laughs> I like but that. We, uh, we, at the time we won, uh, we were on championships, nine, 10 and 11, uh, state titles. And that streak at Carmel high school is still going. I think wow. they're up to like 24 consecutive state titles for the girls swimming and diving wow. team. It's just, it's one of Any those Any Olympians things. come out of there? I should know that, yeah, right? right. But, but I don't, I'm sure though. It's I'm a good sure fact finding thing we should find out. We should. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was fun. I always love to watch the diving in the Olympics. I do. I just, um, isn't yeah. it so great? Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. Cool. I couldn't, I didn't have Swimming's the Swimming's pretty cool, to, too. I, I mean, swimming's yeah. cool. It's a lot, it's, it's tough. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and Tyler Clary, who's an Olympian, mm-hmm. he lives in Charlotte. A lot of them train here. Yeah. Michael Phelps yeah. is here. Yep. Tyler wanted to race, and Jimmy Johnson was helping him a little bit. So they met at the Aquatic Center downtown. So I kind of got to, like, watch how they train. Oh, that's cool. It's, I mean, incredible. I've seen that, um, the Swim Max Center that they're working to build here at Langtree. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know they were doing that. And yeah, there's a, one of the coaches, David something, he's an Olympic coach and they're talking about the swimmers and how in our area, um, there's not enough facilities yeah. to train and to, to, even for kids. And, and that's one of their goals is just to get the kids involved. And yeah. our area is pretty high in drownings and kids don't know how to swim. So they're working with the public schools and going to partner to bring the kids in for swimming and how stuff. How interesting so, yeah. is that? Yeah. So that's pretty, wonderful. So pretty cool. You don't spend much time these days swimming. I wish. I'm <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> I wish I'm a fish. I could spend all day. I'm not like the ski girl, the mountain girl. I'm the, yeah. let's go to the beach. And, oh, beach girl. Yeah, be in the pool all day. So we're saving up right now, uh, me and the boyfriend. So we're going to try to get our first house. And I told him I don't care about anything else. You want a pool? It has to have a pool. <laughs> yeah, that's like number one. So I can I can swim in it all day. <laughs> so you can work on that. Yeah. So did you go to college for swimming? Or No, yeah. I kind of gave it up after high school because okay. uh, I was like, all right, now I need to get serious into the TV thing because I always knew it was what I wanted to do. So I thought it'd be tough to kind of split up my time. My cousin was a swimmer at the University of Florida, and I saw the rigorous training. I mean, you just don't have a life. Yeah. You're in the pool at any, 5.30 any in the morning. Any sport like that, yeah. Once you get and to the collegiate you, level. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the SEC, it's yeah. like he, he couldn't, you know, you, you swim in the morning, you go to class all day, you eat, you get back in the pool, <laughs> you do your homework, and you go to bed, and that just and you wasn't. you get up and repeat. Right. And he got burnt out by junior year. And I just knew if it's not what you're going to do the rest of your life, like I just thought, okay, now it's time to kind of get focused. Yeah. So I went to UNC Charlotte. I know. And before that, some other colleges. Yeah, there was four. moved around so much? Yeah, there was four. I can't make up my mind. (laughs) I finished at Charlotte too. So we have that in common. Yeah, we both finished at Charlotte. Yeah, I have that in common with you. And so you said that you knew you wanted to do TV. When when did you know that that was something that you're really interested in? Yeah, dad dad was a big sports fan growing up, like big basketball, football. Uh he was a basketball coach at the, you know, at a local girls high school, so he always had us playing sports and um so on weekends we would watch games together and I would watch the pregame show. It was Hannah Storm and Bob Costas. It was the NBA on NBC and I'm like, I just saw Hannah doing it one day and I said, "Dad, that's what I'm going to do." He's like, okay. So I think I was like eight at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just kind of knew Yeah. ever since then. That that's what and I so to you, at your, at your high school, 
you were you did some reporting news yeah, reporting we were really i got really lucky we had like a full 24-hour cable access oh, wow. fully functioning tv station at our high school so they said if you start as a freshman by senior year you can intern at like a local tv station in indianapolis so i was like all right let's do that definitely doing that but <laughs> since the time i was 15 i had a camera in my hand and shooting stuff and interviewing people and putting stories together and covering sports so yeah it started like 15 17 years ago yeah. which is hard to believe so caitlin um vincey talked about that and talked about you know doing her own videos yeah. and things like that in her which she's younger than you isn't she i know i hate yeah. her I mean, she's way, way younger than me i mean you're younger than me and then she's way younger than me but where i was going with that is just kind of the social media and the internet presence like back when you were Oh, doing that, you know, no. you didn't have nowhere to put them. No. You didn't have nobody to show except your parents. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Come over family and watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to, back in the day, I mean, you tried to like edit your little pieces you made onto a VHS yeah. tape and then yeah. you sent the VHS tape by mail to like every news station in the country <laughs> and tried to get your first job. I tell kids that now in school. They laugh. They're yeah. Like, what are you talking They're about? Like, what's a VHS tape? What's a VHS? Yeah. <laughs> Even in 2005, when I like, we were sending out DVDs. Like now, it's like, they're ancient. What is a YouTube channel? Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. That's how they all they all have yeah. links now. Like, yeah. oh, I'll send you my link. Yeah. Boom! It's in your inbox in yeah. two seconds. It's crazy. oh, I'm, I see resumes that are digital, you know, and and interactive, and not just on a piece of paper anymore. People don't send you paper <laughs> resumes anymore. Well, I mean, they still do send some paper ones, but I have seen like digital. Yeah, it's crazy how I how need to work on that too. That creative. I don't, yeah, I don't have can one of those. be. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I'm big into photography and keeping my pictures, and and I think about that in 20 years when I want to look back at my kids' pictures. How am I going to look at them? Mm-hmm. You know. Is the process that we use today because, you know, if you think about VHS tapes, do you have a, I mean, I, I, I do have a I VHS receipt. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my tapes. Yeah. But I'd have to dig it out of the attic and hook it back up. Like it doesn't stay hooked up in my house. Right. You know? I don't even have the machine anymore that I could play them in. Yeah. 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 So I have a dual VCR that's like a DVD oh, and a Keith, VHS. Yeah. I know. But you think about that and I think about my pictures and I'm like, how am I ever going to. Uh, like in 20 years what am I going to do to be looking at these things am I going to have the right stuff yeah am I storing them today how I'm going to need them in 30 years yeah one of my favorite (laughs) one of my favorite stories about your dad Steve Burns loved to tell the story that he called him one night him and Karen were on the couch watching TV and your dad called Karen said Dale's on the phone and he said Steve I don't know which VHS player to buy I don't want to get ripped (laughs) off at the store and Steve's like you can get whatever one you want. Like, why are you worried about getting ripped off? But Dude, in your case, want... just pick the highest price one. Right. right? <laughs> Seems like you can afford any one you want. And Dale's like, no, I want the best one for the best price, and I don't want anyone ripping me off. That's too funny. So that's a good VHS story. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That is great. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you did TV at high school, and then when you were at UNCC, you did internship. Is that, and that's kind of how you got in the TV world here? Yes. In the senior, my senior year at UNC Charlotte, they had an internship program, so I started at Channel three downtown mm-hmm. WBTV mm-hmm. the CBS affiliate and it just kind of grew from there I just said when I graduate school they're gonna hire me come hell or high water and I'm not leaving until they do because <laughs> I loved it there and it, yeah. it just made sense my family lives here now and so they did they hired me as like the weekend news editor so I was putting together all the fire and you know arrest it you know whatever the yeah. video was of when was this so how long that are we talking 2004 ago? 2004 so we're talking 10 years 10 yeah. years yeah. News is way different today than then or not. 
I, what do you think? No, I hate watching the news. I, can't, I do too. And I, that's why I had to. Isn't I that was, bad? It's so bad. No, I just but think it's so, it's so depressing. Yes, it's terrible. I always said the news was too depressing and I wasn't smart enough to do weather. <laughs> so sports was like going to be good for me. <laughs> How smart do you have to do weather? They don't, well, they don't even. Like, it's well, like a 50-50, you know? Well, that's true. You know, the weatherman sometimes yeah. right. He's, Maybe it's right, maybe not. It might rain today. It might not. But I would go and see like all the computers they were using to like look at all these like the models, models and yeah. like the science and the math. And I was like, that's that's not happening. <laughs> that's not for me. And I had to get out of news because it was just so, like I started having nightmares because I was putting together all this video all day. So I was absorbing it all subconsciously. Yeah. And just like every day I thought I was going to die. You know, I was like, like, I'm going to get burned up, shot, run over. <laughs> I was like, because you're reporting on all those things, which, you know, are not the large percentage of what happens. But right. that's all you're reporting. But we show you know? the small percentage yeah. of, we show yeah. the one bad accident yeah. of the week. You're exactly. Not, yeah. So I was like, no. But I always knew I wanted to get into the sports office. And then once I did, I started shooting Mooresville, like, high school football. And I'd come around to all the games on Friday nights. And so that's how I really, like, got on air, my first yeah. on air. They said, all right, we'll let you report high school football. And then just kind of grew from there. And the weekend girl quit. And they hired me to take over. And then and then how did you get introduced into the NASCAR world? Yeah, well, I had an agent. And, like, I signed a three-year contract to be the weekend sports anchor there. And about two years in, I said, okay, I'm ready for more money, more exposure. I knew I wanted to get to a national network. So we sent out DVDs. <laughs> Not a YouTube channel, no link. And uh, Speed was the first network to call. And I'm like, th I I'd watched them for years. I'd seen them on Speed Street and John Roberts. And never once in my life thought that I would work there. Oh, NASCAR. Yeah. For Speed or just in NASCAR in general? Oh, NASCAR the sport. Both. Yeah. Never even, like in local news, my boss would send me out with a camera and I'd walk up and down pit road for the Charlotte races and, and film driver intros and pit stops and just get B-roll of guys. And um, and I loved it. Like I really loved when the races were there twice a year. I don't know why I didn't connect the dots and say, well, speed's here. And it wasn't something I like cooked up by any means. It just, God put me in, the, in a place I was supposed to be without me even knowing that was the right step, which is kind of cool. You know, I just kind of... Yeah fell into it but it, it's been yeah it was so great. that was so, in two, 2010 that you 2010. joined them right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you were co-hosting by 212 so you yeah so I took the job because I wanted to I'd always anchored in local news so I did it ass backwards you're supposed to start as a reporter do what Carson's doing like get down and like interview people yeah. and where the action happens and then like as you get older that's why you see all the the news anchors are all older they yeah don't throw yeah. young kids back there because I think you need to put your boots on the ground and figure it out um, that just wasn't the opening for me so I kind of said all right I need to learn that skill set because I'd never really done it so Speed was offering a job as a race hub reporter. So I thought, well, it's a great way to learn the sport from a ground roots level. I can come into the shops and I came and saw you. Yeah. And, you know, I would just kind of travel around to all the race shops and, and figure it out because yeah. I didn't know anything yet. And then, yeah, they said, well, that was fun, but we see you as a natural host. So <laughs> go join Steve on the hub because I filled in for him when he was on vacation. Yeah. And Fox just said, we see your natural skill set as being a host and not a pit road. And I was never interested in being in the in the garage as a pit road reporter. I thought I'd get <laughs> run over. <laughs> Who you were. All your Burn news up. were flashing back in. Yeah. yeah. It's like bad flashbacks. It become a news story. <laughs> no. And I'm like, how do they look cute? And like all the heat and they're, they're either freezing or they're melting and it's loud. And it was just too much for me. So it was like 
Okay, go into the studio. That was a natural fit for me. I was happy with that. So when you came to Speed and you said they were looking for the race of reporters, so you, I mean, you you went right into NASCAR for yeah. Speed. Yeah, I cried in the bathroom like my whole first week at Speed, and that's no lie because I was like, I was so excited to take the job, but then I'm like, I'm covering it at such an intricate level every day. And I didn't know enough. I'm like, I just, I dove straight into the deep end of the pool and I was trying to keep my head above water and I was having a really tough time because I'd go and, and you, interview you drivers. Were, I didn't know what to ask. Yeah. I, I didn't know say, And you're start. surrounded too with people that did. I mean, right. you, you, you get thrown in with the Wendy Venturini's. That, yeah. Yeah. Kind of personalities came up in the sport. that really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ray Dunlap and Bob Dillner yeah. and all these Steve Burns, all these seasoned veterans. So then what I learned quickly to survive was to lean on them for support. So I would go to Steve before every interview, and he would literally say, if you're talking to Kelly Earnhardt, here are the questions I w that, that are relevant that yeah. you should ask. Yeah. And that's how you kind of learn it. You just have to chip away at it and try to earn the people's trust because the new girl comes in, and Wendy's been around forever, and Bob and Ray, yeah. and they're like, who's the new girl? So you kind of have to earn people's respect. And uh, So it took me two or three years before I really felt like I had a good baseline and, and yeah. yeah, I was comfortable. Yeah. And then, so you, you joined Steve as a co-host. Yeah. And that hosting role today you are in between, like, I mean, since then you've hosted, I didn't realize, I, I just don't get a, to watch a lot of TV, but you hosted <laughs> well, a lot you're of kind different of busy. things. <laughs> <laughs> you host a lot of different things. I mean, just, yeah. I do recall the banquets and, and that kind of thing, but, and now doing the pre-race stuff. So how's your travel schedule with that? Yeah. It's interesting now that Fox and NBC kind of split it down the middle. So... Uh, I did want to start to get out on the road. I knew that was important for me to kind of, it was one of the last conversations Bernsey and I had this, this past year. Um, I think the reason he was so well-respected and had so much knowledge is because he was at the place where the sport happens. Yeah. You have to be at the racetrack at some point. I knew in the last year or so I couldn't, I was just locked in that studio and I was only getting to know the people that came by the show. Mm -hmm. So I was missing a lot. And I told my bosses, for me to, to continue on this path, I need to be where the sport's happening. So they gave me the Xfinity pre-race show on Saturday and then the Cup pre-race show on Fox Sports 1 Sunday. Uh, so it was my first kind of time on the road this year. I know that sounds crazy because everyone else around me has That's done it. That's where you start, right? right? Right. Yeah, it's done it for decades. So I'm getting lost in rental cars, trying to figure <laughs> out the entrance to every track. Where's the garage? Where's the media? I was doing all that, and it's crazy because it's my sixth year, and I was learning all that. In your sixth year. <laughs> yeah, it was my first time in That's my sixth crazy. year. So I've just, everything I've done, it's always been asked backwards. That's I, I don't know funny. why. But That's yeah, I liked funny. it. I mean, it it needed to happen. You know, I needed to be in the garage and making better relationships. And No, I think you're definitely right about that. And yeah. even earning, like, there's relationships and that respect and everything that comes with it, seeing yeah. you there and being a part of that. Yeah. And yeah. then the second half of the year, it's like, all of a sudden, I didn't know how it would be with Fox and NBC, but, it, like, Daytona in July, just the light switch flips off. And they take over. It's like all of our stuff was shipped out, all their stuff is shipped in, and they're out there when, when we're not. So I took a lot of vacations yeah. this summer and just kind of enjoyed it. And That's probably first too, huh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Sixth year, you're taking vacation. Yeah. So what's your prep and week like? Like what's a typical week for you? Uh, right now it's like it's not bad. Easy. During the Fox part of the season, uh, we have Race Hub every week, Monday through Thursday. So, And Adam Alexander was doing the Xfinity Cup or the Xfinity races. So he and I would never be there on Thursdays. That was kind of our travel day. So we'd host Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. John Roberts would take over Thursday. Um, Friday, you're 
in meetings, prepping in the garage, getting notes, uh, getting ready for the show. Saturday was the Xfinity race. Come home from the Xfinity race, get back to the hotel. We had a conference call for the race day show Sunday. Kind of get your final rundown, all your notes ready, study up. And then you're up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, getting to the racetrack Sunday, doing the cup show, watching the race, and then getting on the concierge flight, coming home Sunday night. Getting home like midnight, 1, depending on when the where the race was. Yeah. Uh, and then you're back at race hub at 10 o'clock the next morning. So it was six days a week from February to, to June. So race hub for you is like in the day you do your stuff for that, whatever that might be. Yeah. So if you're our, doing features or anything yeah, in our, studio. Yeah, we have like a uh, every day at 10 o'clock is when our, our day starts, Monday through Thursday. And now that's all I'm doing. So, But even during the year, every morning we start, we have a production staff of about 40, 50 people. So we have a 10 o'clock meeting in a big conference room. The producer gives you your rundown. Here's what we're doing on the show. We all kind of debate, discuss what we want to change, do different, what features, what guests are coming in. Um, and then that's usually over around 11 o'clock. And then everyone kind of goes to lunch. The staff starts working on pieces. Um, Adam and I will kind of get together sometime in the afternoon. If Like yesterday, we had to share a Rick Hendrick, Chase Elliott interview. So where do you want to go? Where yeah. do I want to go? We kind of figure out the ebb and flow. What video pieces do we want? We request those if we have something we want to really pinpoint or discuss. So um, for let's take that piece because we were supposed to record yesterday and this, this came up. And yes. So, so this came up and, and I assume it's just a, a, you know, PR from the HMS side is working and then it all works out and you get told that you're going to be doing this piece on right. Monday with Chase and Mr. H. Do you guys get involved in what that looks like in terms of the interview? And like you said, just talking about that or, you know, the, what, are the, what role the producers have versus you? Yeah, I think it's a real team effort, which is kind of the environment that I want to be a part of. I, I don't want someone handing me a piece of paper yeah, and just dictating this. this is yeah. what we're doing. And the director, the producer, and me and Adam kind of sit and talk. And we knew that Mr. H was bringing the car. So based on where that is in the studio, who we want, if we didn't know if Rick would want to unveil the car, if Chase wanted to. So we kind of said, well, does Adam want to do it? We were kind of saying, okay, well, where are we all going to be situated? Where do we want to sit? I'm like, okay, my best angle's on the left. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and these shoes are really going to show yeah, up. Yeah, I want my <laughs> shoes to show to be showed off. Uh, and, then, and then you just start digging into um, – yeah, like content. Yeah. You know, once we kind of say, okay, then we'll have them walk over, we'll sit them back down, um, and where do you want to go first? Should make sure you're not asking too many to Rick and you're ignoring Chase, so you kind of want to make sure there's crosstalk mm -hmm. and banter. Do we have all our bases covered? If there's anything, like, I wanted to make sure I had the right number of championships Rick won. <laughs> so then it's a lot of texting. Which, when your, you're counting that many, that's a good that's thing a, to make sure you got right. right. I'm like, <laughs> so I text my stat. We have a stat guy that yeah. NBC and Fox both use. He's yeah. great. And uh, so I'm like, this is an important one, so don't get it wrong. How many championships does Rick have? He's like, 11 and 14 owner championships, but 11 driver championships. Don't mess it up. And yeah. that, I said, okay, I'll get, I'll get that it. word in yeah. there, driver. Yeah, I'll get it right. So, uh, so yeah, and then, and then uh, you write from – I have a computer at my desk that links to the prompter in the studio. So that's where I write all my scripts. Like I'll watch, I can watch all the video elements in my office and just kind of see all the Piece pieces all coming in, the highlights, the features, and then I'll kind of write everything. And the producers will write like bumps to break and I'll tweak those, but I like to do a lot of my own writing. So that takes about two hours because you're reading articles and JSKI and Twitter yeah. and you're constantly trying to make sure we're not missing anything yeah. and keeping up with the news cycle. And then, so that's from about 11 to two and then two to three and then 
two to five, I'm in hair and makeup. So two to five takes yeah, you to do your takes, hair and makeup. Well, we're really in there. It takes two hours, so really three <laughs> to five. They want me in there at two, and I'm like, I'll be okay yeah, if I'm in there at yeah, three. I kind of yeah. fudge it. So uh, yeah, so from three to five, they wash your hair and they dry it and they curl it and they put your makeup on and they pick out your outfit and make sure it all matches with Adam, everybody, and Larrys, else. and so do, so does someone pick out everybody's outfit? Oh yeah, okay, so it's and all coordinated. I pick first, okay, so, and which pisses Larry off like he thinks that I should pick out my outfit based on what he wants to wear this is the veteran he's mm -hmm. the seasoned veteran yeah but I tell him I'm the queen he doesn't know how hard it is for us girls to get it all together that's right easy for them easy what color suit you want blue gray or black right I get so (laughs) mad because they're ready in like five minutes like they sit in the chair they put a little powder on they brush their hair they get dressed and I'm like damn it like I'm still my head's still in a bowl like full of shampoo it's not fair so I pick out I pick out what I want and I ask the girls there I'm like is this okay and they're like yeah that's fine or I don't like that or you know whatever and then once we have the look they'll bring it into the wardrobe room and then they'll kind of like ask the boys is this okay and Adam kind of Adam has like a really great sense of fashion like he has his own style you know he's he doesn't really want me to kind of dictate well like he plays along yeah but like yesterday I was wearing red I wanted to wear red and he was like I want to wear navy blue like I'm wearing my navy blue pinstripe suit and I'm like okay and the girl just kind of worked around and made everything else work and luckily Rick and Chase were wearing like blue and black and it all kind of meshed well but (laughs) yeah there's like a there's like a whole science behind it so then what do they do with the clothes that you wear they're on racks. Okay. In, and so you do my rewear office. things? Yeah. yeah. I try to yeah. rewear things. Okay. If it's a really bold print, yeah. it's tough yeah. because it's kind of memorable. And right now they're sending me, all our clothes come from LA. They have stylists at the oh, okay. Fox Studios in Los Angeles. So they're sh- they'll ship stuff per season. And in fall, like my bosses are all in Charlotte. They're all like laughing at me. They're like, why are you wearing so many flowers? Every day you're showing up in flowers. I'm like, I don't know. They just sent me 50 dresses and like 30 of them have, I guess floral is like in for the fall. I was going to say, surely they, you know, keep in mind our, our cycles are different here in North Carolina than right. LA. <laughs> Some of them are like so bright and summery and I'm like, can I get away with this in October in Charlotte? But yeah, so right now I'm wearing a lot of flowers. So the boys have asked me to like Larry Lay said on the, the flowers. He's like on the air the other night. He's like, I feel like I need to water you. And I was like, okay, now I know I'm wearing too much. So I'm trying to <laughs> dial it back. But I I can recycle a black dress a lot for years. Yeah, because I just change up a shoe and a necklace or whatever, and you like really can't tell. But something bright yellow with a bunch of pink flowers or something. Yeah, it's and I need to figure out something to do with all of them because. They just sit there for you. Like stuff I wore five years ago was still sitting on a rack. And oh, gosh. Yeah. I think about Dress for Success yeah. or like some other women, you know, locally that could something. benefit from yeah. using that, a lot of that. So in the off season, that's one of my projects is to kind of figure out what I can do Come with up some with of the something. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. That's yeah. a good thought process. Mm-hmm. So you talked about shoes and you said when we were small talking before we got on air here, you said you're a not a shoe girl. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. know if I've ever met a girl that's not I a shoe know. girl. I know. No, I don't. I, I don't feel normal now. I don't. Feel, I love <laughs> from your, New York City. I know. I mean, come on. Are you a shoe girl? I love shoes. Yes, <laughs> I love those shoes. <laughs> I love shoes. I but see now I'm a very traditional. I don't like to sh- be showy. Right. So wearing these is is hard for me because I put them on. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is just too crazy. But I just talk myself into it. And eventually, <laughs> I get there. But because I love those. I, I mean, I am a shoe girl, but I'm very traditional. Yeah, you know, I am I can too. Just have heels and yep. nothing funky about them. Mm-mm. 
Very I don't few. like that either. I've like maybe 20% funk in my closet. Yeah. And the rest is like 80% traditional. Yeah. I just bought so. one of those little, my um, hairstylist, he calls them shibooties because it's not a shoe <laughs> yeah, and it's right. not a boot. It's yeah. a booty. Open toe. Yeah. And yeah. so I got one, just, but it has all the, because everything's fringe now. And I yeah. was like, I don't, I'm not a trendy girl. I'm a classic. Yeah. yeah. So I did it with some, and I still haven't had the guts to break them out yet. <laughs> Eventually I will where I'm probably like once, but I'm like you, like just a. I love to see it though. You know, like the dress yeah. and the booties. I think it is so cute but then I put it on and I'm like this is just chopping me off you know I don't right. feel like my feet are extending yeah like, where's my feet right because you, know? <laughs> you and I are like the same height yeah. and the same build so yeah. I I like that like I don't I don't really like to wear flats because yeah. I feel real kind of stumpy yeah. and I see Samantha Bush on Instagram and I'm like God, yeah, she, she looks great and she pulls it all off like yeah. I can't yeah. I play I play it a little more safe I, <laughs> I love her blog and I had her on the show this year too and I subscribe to her blog and you know get it every week now but I think to myself Samantha you're one of very few people that can pull this That's off right. you know yeah like the cute crop tops and oh all I know this stuff. I'm like she does the crop top with yeah, the skirt and the yeah, pump and yeah um, She's all Girl, over it. rocking it. She is yeah. all over and it. And could just wear it anywhere, you know. I know. I could only wear that a certain place. Right. <laughs> I know. She makes it look so yeah. good. And the, hasn't the fashion for you, like, just on pit road your oh, whole just life? So changed. Isn't it yeah. crazy? Yeah. Like, even when I came in, Delana was wearing the fire suit. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that funny? Even in the last 10 years, how much yeah. it's, it's drastically different. Yeah. It's crazy. You have your ones that just really want to dress up and are showy and then yeah. you kind of have your your casual and that kind of thing yeah it's all yeah, it's very different I was going to ask you about packing for the road so any yeah. tricks or tricks um, to that or well, any go-tos <laughs> the one I learned from um from Krista a few years ago because my curling iron that's the last thing like I'm always goes cr- in yep yeah and so it's always hot and I'm like I'm gonna catch my bag on fire it's gonna burn my rental car up like what's gonna happen you can tell I like have a fear of fire this it's come news. up several times in the interview <laughs> so I bought I got on um, Amazon Prime and ordered two of those um, the thermal cover the thermal things, covers yeah. yeah and so those were lifesavers because it's one of the last things you throw in your bag before you leave the racetrack yeah. so that was that was life-saving and then a jewelry organizer because you always have to have the ear earrings or a necklace Necklace, or like whatever and so it would always get tangled and broken and I would get so mad so I had to find it it took me like three different ones before I found one one that worked yeah it was like a soft case and you'd open it and there were different zippered pockets and layers to keep everything uh, organized but I always overpack and you still overpack like the I have the well this is just your first year you're just still learning I'm learning (laughs) I know and it was so embarrassing I think you should be a veteran at this packing but you're not (laughs) no I'm like learning as I go I'd get off concierge and I was so embarrassed because all the team guys have their like OGO like overnight bag and then here comes like the girl that looks like she's going to Europe for three weeks (laughs) like this massive suitcase and my boyfriend was always so embarrassed he's like oh my god just get it in the car (laughs) so I'm gonna try I'm gonna try better but like even in Daytona it was so cold this year yeah and you never so, know what to have and we were down yeah. there for two straight weeks so I was like I, I'm just gonna throw everything in there because yeah. you never know you always have to have your rain boots your rain gear like a lot of the guys keep theirs on the hauler we have a hauler with Fox but I wasn't sure like next year I'll know ship yeah. a lot of stuff out that can just stay on the rig all all the all first the time. time yeah yeah instead of packing all that stuff because half of it was just stuff that you needed in case it rained right and then, most of the time, I'm like I, I don't need that. Right. So you are going to be a sideline reporter on Fox NFL. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be. It's going to be neat. My first game's in two weeks. So for the last few months, where I'm not doing the NASCAR stuff, I'm studying up on the NFL, and yeah, I'm I'm super excited. So 
Are, do you have uh, some anxiousness about that kind of like yes. the NASCAR thing going into it? Oh my gosh, you're gonna need to give me oxygen and... that that Sunday. Like I'm gonna be so I get like that. I get ner- super nervous and psych myself out before the first time I do anything. Then once I after I do yeah. it once. I'm fine. Very much the I'm same like, here. Okay. Yeah, yep, that I can, was easy. I can yeah. do it. And then why did I get so worked up about it? So a few weeks ago, Fox was nice enough to let me sideline Jen Hale. She's a longtime NFL sideline reporter. So I went to a Panthers game and followed her um, and learned a ton. Like the big thing is like instead of looking at the field, you're looking at this. That's why you're the sideline reporter. You're the eyes and the ears on the sideline. So she's like, look, Steve's. Jonathan Stewart has a heating pad in his left ankle. Find out if he's going to return or someone else was getting their back worked on. Like you have to tell the story that nobody else is seeing. You're the only one down there doing that. Uh, And then just the way they coordinate, like meet the coach, run a slant, meet the coach on the 20 yard line, running to the tunnel as the half ends. And you, you talk to him, then you sprint through the other tunnel. You get the other coach coming back out on the return of the half. You ask him three or four questions. You find your camera guy 30 seconds back. You gather your thoughts. Welcome back. Coach says this coming into the second half. The other coach says this. All right, Chris, back up to you. Like, boom. Bam. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> People don't realize, like, how tough So I'm watching it is. this. When is this? Two weeks. Two weeks. Where, Ari- who, who is it going to be? Which Arizona game? at Cleveland. Arizona at Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it'll probably be a little bit chilly, but I'll be staying warm. I'll be hustling. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, what's your schedule for that? I mean, a few, several games, many games, all games. Yeah, I think we're going to try to figure it out after we do the first okay. one. Like if I totally okay. implode or get hit by a ball and suffer severe injury, I may never come back. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, one hell of a news story. <laughs> this is where it's all going. We're going back to the news. I don't want to be in the news, but we keep thinking that we're going to be the news. <laughs> I know, right? Wait, did you know mine and Dale's house burned down? So I have this thing about fire too. You do? When we were, I was in the third grade. And Dale was in the first grade and we lived with our mom and like we're woken up at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Our house was on fire. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, very traumatic. So I have this, I have this fear about fire, like in my house, just, you know, is this house wired right? Is electricity right? You know, that kind of thing. Is that yeah. touching that? Is that going to yes. make that cause catch on fire? That kind of yeah. thing. But I'm also sort of like if I'm riding in a boat, I, I can't like motorhomes staying in motorhomes whoo i have to really talk to myself for staying in a motorhome really yeah because it's like this whole travel thing wired up and yeah you're always afraid like yeah did you put the gas right like i'm freaked out oh i get way too worried you know the person that did this wiring what were they doing the day Mm -hmm. of you know yeah (laughs) we were just at cessna's plant in kansas Uh and um in wichita and so we saw the, all the planes undone, and the first thought in my mind, all these people working, you know, I see all these workers, and so I turned to the guy, and I'm like, you know, so what does hiring process, you know, how do you make sure that you're getting mentally stable people? Because think about that, you know? Yeah. Guy comes in, had a fight with his wife last night, ain't feeling good, you know, he misses the swan wire that's really important. Right, not paying know? attention. Plane goes off the line <laughs> six months later, this guy's bad night. <laughs> You know, she's gonna come back to haunt somebody. I know. And I'm just, I'm like, what is, you know, what's the process? And he was explaining how rigorous, and they, yeah, put them through this training, and they watch their personalities, and they watch for these different things. But I mean, they're they're human beings, you know. Right. They're gonna have an off day. Right. How bad of an off day are they gonna have? <laughs> 
is the question. I know. So I think about stuff like that. I you do know? too. I don't leave the house with the dryer crazy. going. Yep. I like <laughs> even when I walked in here, I'm like, did I unplug my curling iron? Is my dog gonna be like dead and my house gonna be burned down when I get back? <laughs> I think about that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we have some phobias. Yeah. Fire phobia. Fire phobia. All right. So you keep mentioning the boyfriend. The boyfriend is um, in racing. Yes. Yes. Robbie Benton. Yep. So how's how does that work out that the two of you are sharing the same space and it's probably good, I guess. Yeah. You know. I, I think it's they been They have somebody to relate to. Yeah. I think know. it's been yeah, it's been great. He uh was a fan of the show and uh we had had his drivers on and never really thought who the owner of R A B was. I just you know, we had Alex Bowman on, James Busher, but I never it was a smaller team that yeah. we just didn't cover a lot and I think, you know, I was telling you earlier, I was just trying to understand like the broad picture in the big teams, I, I wasn't there yet. Like, I wasn't worried about, you know. Anybody else. No. I wasn't worried <laughs> about the smaller teams. Kevin, like, four teams. or five bases. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep my head above water with the big teams. So, Larry, Mc- uh, Larry McReynolds needed a show car for the summer TNT summer series. You know, when they have the races, they wanted a cutaway car or yeah. whatever. So, he asked Robbie if he could borrow a cup car. And Robbie's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So, they used it for the summer series and Larry brought it back and said, what do I owe you? And Robbie's like, you don't owe me anything. Don't worry about it. And Larry's like, well, mm. if I can ever do anything for you. And he's like, well, if you could get me Danielle Trotta's phone number, that would be great. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, if you can get me on a date. <laughs> right. So Larry's like, okay. So he peeked his head into my office well, that be Monday. That's got to be one of said, the easier things. No? Yeah. No, I mean, I was like, well, I'd never dated anybody in racing. Like I had had Humpy Wheeler's daughter, Patty Wheeler. Yeah. She was like my mentor because she was running speed at the time I came in. And she was like, keep your nose out of the garage. I don't want to <laughs> see you near them. Like, and that's a big and thing for true. us. That's, they I don't mean, want, that, yeah. they don't yeah. want our girl reporters kind of, you know, eating where they. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd never really done it and never really looked. I just kind of kept my nose clean. And so I was like, well, who the hell is he? Larry's like, you don't know who I'm talking about? I'm like, <laughs> no. So I looked him up on Twitter and I was like, he's not that ugly. I was like, I can go on a date with him. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a year and a half, but it's, it's great. He was running Xfinity at the time. And, um, so yeah, it was nice to be able to travel yeah. this year together. I'm not sure I would have enjoyed the experience as much if, because you know, you're spending so much time away from home. Yeah. At some point, you kind of have to bring the family with you, or you don't know how it's going to exactly. work. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of finding, finding that balance. And there'll be parts and pieces we need for the show all the time. When Chad Knauss and Jimmy broke that axle seal at Dover, I called right. him Monday. Well, I was like, I need an axle <laughs> seal. He's like, All right, come up to the shop. So it's been like, it's been great. And a he good teaches go-to. me a lot. Yeah. yeah. And he's super supportive. He surprised me the other day and he's like, I'm flying to Cleveland for your game. You know, this is the biggest thing that's happened in your career and I'm not going to miss it. So it's, yeah, it's, we support each other. Yeah. Yeah, It's a nice, you have to have that balance. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, growing up in the sport, you know, people said the same thing. Don't, don't, don't be dabbling in racing. (laughs) Don't date anybody in the sport, you know, but I think at the same time you, I mean, you have to have that commonality because the sport is so unique. That's right. I mean, all sports have their uniqueness, but this life and this travel and, you know, traveling so much, which I don't have to do these days, but you know, it's, you got to just have somebody that kind of knows it, you know, and can get what you're feeling and thinking and saying and understand. And it's not foreign to them. I agree. And if eventually, like if you're around this long enough, (laughs) it's going to get you. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to find some, it's just, that's, it's going to (laughs) happen because that's the world you live in. So if you guys spend enough time together, it just, 
Yeah. I think it naturally just. Yeah. So I didn't know That's you weren't happens. traveling anymore. I don't travel too much. Um, I mean, six races or so a year. Really? Yeah. So, Good for you. Yeah. Just the kids. You know, yeah. White's three and a half. Uh, Kennedy's going to be 10 next week. Oh, my gosh. Carson's 15 and driving and playing volleyball and racing and all this kind of stuff. You so, need to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, got the uh, experience of the travel here working on the show for NASCAR Nickelodeon. I cannot Hammerdale. wait to see yeah. it. So this week is, I think, episode number four of eight. It's flying by. But the the preparation for that. So she traveled to three tracks, 5 a.m. wake-ups, hair makeup, like you said, yeah. you know, and um, just going through all that and working till 3, 4, 5 in the afternoon, you know, in the lunch break. So she had a ball with this. She did. You know, John Morris Love, worked on that with her. Yeah. Love John. She just, yeah, the whole team. She yeah. really had a ball John with. produces racing. Yeah, right, so, right. Yeah, so we have a, he's he's my favorite. Yeah. When I found out he was working on it, I knew she'd be in really yeah. good hands because yeah. he's and a she dad. she didn't want me and, to go. See? Oh yeah, so I didn't travel with her because, and that's okay. She, I felt like she could just really be her, yeah, and not have to worry about mom, you know, yeah, throwing in. Well, you shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't do that, or whatever. She could yeah. just be. So I had a one of our girls that work here, and that she's real close with, travel with her. Has uh, she enjoyed she the enjoyed experience? Yeah, yeah, she has. Good. She she understands how much work it is. So it's not yeah. now. It's not all about being on TV, which you know. I mean, she's fifteen. She's right, figuring it out. And understands all the background and yeah. everything that goes into it. So. That's great. Because a few years ago, remember we would oh, do Carson the cover on the reporters. grid. Oh, I know. Yeah. And she loved that. Oh, gosh, my God. She, she was that. a natural. Yeah, she and loved that. We've always, you always said, like, she's going to be a star at something. something. I got to figure out. We're going to exactly. figure out what it is. Yeah. So that's she's gonna great. She's going to do something. So she's enjoying it. We'll see uh, what She's going to take my and... job one day. Well, you want to retire, don't you? <laughs> Eventually. Right? <laughs> Eventually. We'll get you through that 20. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. Today, we will learn how to complete loose waves. All right. So we're going to apply the IME thermal image for heat protection from section to section. Then you take a diagonal section and create curls with the styling iron starting from the mid-length. Don't curl the roots. Then you're going to curl the front sections towards the back, away from your face, and when a curl is done, twist it and allow it to cool. Leave some ends straight. This will help create more roughness to the look. Run your fingers through the hair to kind of separate the curls, and then you're going to apply the IME Sugar Lift for shine, texture, and curl definition. I'm going to have to give this a good try because I do like trying to curl my hair, but um, I could add a couple of these tips in, I think, and get it a little bit better. <laughs> All right, you can purchase these. And I'm talking about this with Davis. Like, yeah. he's like, which, what hair? He's, you, can, you got a couple yeah. curls going on there, I too. Do a little bit. We might, we might could do a JRM 360 with you on yeah. this. All right. <laughs> Davis's loose waves. <laughs> Don't give Mike any ideas. Yeah, right. All right, you can purchase these or any Wella Professionals product at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide or purchase online at Ulta.com. All right, hope you've enjoyed this episode of Fast Lane Family, and always, we will be back next week. Fast Lane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 